Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Genesis Invitational. And joining me to break it all down, it is him. It is Greg Ducharm. Hey, Greg, good to see you, bud. What's up, Rick? Um, I'm excited about this week. It, it's always exciting, and it's been great so far, and we're set up to have another great weekend. Could you have imagined that the leader would be at 16 under par through 36 holes because the course is no. it's firm it's fast it's not easy right but we we've got a couple of front runners out there right now yes and for walking neiman i mean what a round of golf he played uh, on thursday and friday i mean you're if you were like me and you're watching kind of the middle of the day yesterday you're seeing scotty scheffler and jordan spieth at five under posted in the clubhouse and you're thinking okay they're gonna be they're gonna be right there and by the time they tee off, they're 11 shots back. Yeah. 11. It, it, it was out of control. And so Joaquin Neiman finishes yesterday's round in a little bit of a flurry, right? I mean, the whole round, I guess you could say, is a flurry. But he's at he was at five under at the after 11. And then he finishes with three birdies from, you know, uh, what is that, four, four through nine. He makes three more birdies, gets to eight. And it's kind of out of control. And then he and then he starts off again with an eagle. He goes eagle birdies three yeah. under through two, and 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 he doesn't really stop. He makes a bogey at ten, at ten, which is a, a very. I mean, it's a hard hole. It happens, but you look at that round. I mean, it's near perfect. It's just phenomenal stuff. And there was a while where when he was through his first five holes, he had only hit two greens. So he hit the green at one, made eagle, hit the green at two, made birdie, and then the ne- misses the next three greens. Now, he would go on to hit 14 of 18 greens, so he, he really got it going. But, um, man, I I couldn't be more impressed, and I'm, I'm shocked. And I think a lot of the players coming out this afternoon, like Jordan Spieth, like Scotty Scheffler, like John Rahm, are a little surprised. And I think that changed the, the afternoon wave in, in a big way. Yeah, back-to-back 63s around Riviera is something special, and it extends him out to 16 under par. Our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook are basically saying it's him against the field. He's plus 110, so very close to even money there. And, um, you know, Greg, the Joaquin, it was kind of interesting because he was, for about half the season last year, a top-10 putter. And then at the end of the year, he just started hemorrhaging strokes. I mean, he was losing three, four, five, seemingly on a weekly basis, had some time off uh, at the end of the year to, to seemingly get right, played well at Farmers, and now he's just like uh, sprinting downhill at Riviera. It, it's it's unbelievable what he's up to. And, and he played really well in Saudi Arabia as well. Um, so he's put together a couple of nice rounds in a row, and it kind of makes me feel silly for not seeing this coming, even though – 
you know, we don't have the, we don't have strokes gain data from there. So you don't know exactly, um, you don't know exactly how he did what he did. And if you're like me, I, I mean, I didn't see much of that tournament. And if you did see any of it, you didn't really see very many uh, shots. You saw very limited groups in that event. Um, so I, I would say for Joaquin Neiman, it's not, it's surprising that he's done it at the level that he's done it. It's not surprising that he's playing well. His game fits this place. He's a, he's a very good ball striker. And for much of last year, he's gaining off the tee, gaining approach to green, gaining in your strokes game, ball striking stat. And, and short game and putting tends to be the issue. I mean, that long streak you mentioned losing strokes was significant on the greens. And that seems to have really turned around. But all that being said, I, I don't think putting has been the answer. You look at what he did, what he's done these last two rounds. He, he leads the way in strokes gain approach. He's already gained se- uh, 7.4 shots. He, he missed four greens each day. His short game seems to be good. He, he's um, seven of eight so far scrambling, which I think is really important. And you're looking at a, a really an all-around player. And yet in yesterday's round, he only made 55 feet of putts. Yeah, he was stuffing everything. He's, he's stuffing it. And and today he made 126. So he made some more today. He's still third right now as we record in strokes game putting. But um, but it, it, this is it kind of the, the model we looked at going in all around play, which seems to he's done everything beautifully. Um, and, and I couldn't be more impressed. I think maybe even the more interesting thing is the guy who's in second, Cam Young, who, uh, Greg, uh, you, Joaquin Neiman 63 was not the round of the day on Friday. It was Cam Young 62, a nine under round. And if it wasn't for Joaquin Neiman, we'd be saying this guy's multiple shots clear, four shots clear uh, at this exact moment. That could change with a couple of guys playing their last hole or two. But we'd be talking about him with a multiple shot lead going into the weekend, trying to get that first PGA Tour victory. And the the, the spotlight is actually on Neiman. This is, this is such a strange thing where two guys are so far out through 36 it makes it difficult to talk about the real lead yeah like we like we talk about so much i mean in one respect the guy he shoots 62 today there's not a lot of that out there this week so it would be not a a knock against cam young to say that's going to slow down tomorrow but when you have he and joaquin who shot 63 but he did it two days in a row so he already answered the good round with another good round. It's hard to see. I mean, they've kind of eliminated a lot of players from this field. And if it was, if it weren't for both of them, which is, I mean, silly to say, but just hypothetically, if it weren't for both of them and you had Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas sitting on top of the leaderboard at 10 under, well, I mean, you'd have guys at five and four under par still in the mix. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even rule out. I wouldn't even rule out the three unders. You got Xander Shoffley sitting at three under, Jason Kokrak. You got a bunch of guys at two under par who I think would would still be in the mix. But they're now, if you're at two, you're fourteen shots back, and it, it, that's incredibly difficult to make up. So I think they've really narrowed down the number of players who can win this thing. I don't think it's just a two man race. Uh, but I, I do think it's, I mean, Victor Hovland's at seven under. Rick, is that, 
and he did it all in one day. It's nice. Is that back. too far back? Is Max Homa at <laughs> Max Homa's at six under? He's ten back, playing great golf. But I mean, you're talking about top ten guys: Sebastian Munoz, Max Homa, Cam Smith, all these guys, Mark Leishman, uh, Mav McNeely, Peter Malnati. All these guys are tied ninth at six under. They're ten back. So I, I don't really know how far outside the top 10 you can go for somebody else to real, realistically be in, in the mix here. Well, it's certainly going to a lot uh, be determined by if Neiman and Young come back to the field. Because if they don't, and they can go out and shoot. I mean, Neiman, if Neiman shoots um, 269s, it might be over. That, that would get him to 20 under. That, that's, that's probably good enough i would imagine but if we remove those guys from the leaderboard yeah speed thomas scott morikawa hovland homa like lining up right behind these guys so there's plenty of firepower there but uh i i think greg it's, it's truly going to rely on the two at the top coming back and let's be real they have one combined victory they have one combined victory so it's not like Justin Thomas is there or John Rahm is six shots clear or, or something like that. I, it, I think it will get interesting at some point on the weekend. If you look at Cam Young, and this is an interesting thing. He's He's been playing some really good golf, especially early on in tournaments. And there seems to be a couple of rounds, maybe one. I mean, in many of these tournaments, it's one round that's really held him back. You look at what he did last week at the Waste Management. He finished tied 26. He shot 72 on Saturday. So he's in, he shot 68, 69 the first two days. He's in the mix. And then at the Farmers, he shoots 67 the first day. He's right there. Then 74, then 64, then 73. And at the American Express, he shoots 64, 68, 69. And it was 77 on Sunday. So I don't quite know where we are with him yet. There's a possibility of a high round. He could definitely come back to the field. He's done that before. But at the same time, he's not a player coming out of nowhere. He's had experience. He's been he's had a couple of chances in the mix like this in very similar situations to where he is right now. So on one hand, yeah, past evidence, past performance would say either tomorrow or the next day he's going to come back to the field. But maybe this is where he turns it around and he's ready to uh, to put together four rounds. We haven't seen that from him yet. Um, and the one time we did see that, the one time this year he shot four rounds in the 60s was at the Sanderson Farms. He came and tied second. Yeah. So uh, he, he's he been in the mix, and that could go a long way, but this is a big-time field, a big-time golf course, and it would be a huge statement for him if he was able to uh, put together four rounds here. Do you remember when Sian Ajad on Monday told us that you could play an all-cam or an all-match, I think it was, lineup? Right. Yes. I think those are the two. Cam so, and Matt. So just looking at it right now, Cam Young second, uh, Cam Smith T nine, Cam Tringale T fifteen. I could keep scrolling, but like that's a pretty that's pretty yeah. that's yeah, pretty good. Is, well, especially when one of them's Cam Young, he's in he's in second. Yeah, he was he's like not the he'd be the he's the risky guy. Yeah, that's that's awesome stuff. Okay, uh, I want to look at the odds board and kind of figure out what the best way to proceed into the weekend is. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Caesar Sportsbook, as I mentioned, Greg. Joaquin Neiman plus 110. So nearly even money to win the Genesis Invitational. It is not Cam Young who is two shots back and, as we speak, four clear of third. 
who has the second shortest odds. That goes to Justin Thomas. He is four to one. He's still finishing up his round. He's got about a hole and a half to go. He's at 10 under par, so he could close it a little bit. Uh, And then you get uh, Jordan Spieth at 10 to one, Colin Morikawa at 11 to one. Those are the only five names that are 15 to one or shorter. Is this worth kind of a nibble on one of those guys or somebody else with kind of the assumption that Neiman and Young aren't going to run away with this thing? Man, well, I mean, first of all, you have to, if you're looking at this board past Neiman and and Young, which if you're looking at the board today, I mean, you're not you're not loving the number on Neiman. So Young would be the play if you think it's between those two guys. Um, now that being said, you have to assume if you're going beyond that, chasing the number that these guys come back to the field. So. As we always do on Friday nights, we we look at um, we we look at guys that are in the mix. If if the real lead is ten under, if it's Justin Thomas at ten under, Jordan Spieth made a bogey on eighteen, so he's at nine under. Oh, he missed that! Wow, okay. yeah, I thought he was in for par. Okay, he missed it. Wow, so bogey yeah. on, on. So he, he's at nine under, which is now seven back, but but it's still tied fourth. So if they come back, you know, he he's right in the mix and could be there rather quickly. You know, a, a 75 out of Joaquin Neiman, and if he goes to 13 under, and all of a sudden all these guys get right back in the mix. So you got to now all of a sudden you're looking at, and they they do such a good job. They make this so hard this week because you have the guys. If if you look down this odds board after Thomas Neiman, Thomas Young, Spieth, all of a sudden you have just ball. All the ball strikers are right there. Yeah. You know, Morikawa, Scott, Hovland, um, Cam Smith, who's been hitting it a lot better. And then you have Mark Leishman. I, I mean, the best number is honestly Max Homa. I just, I, I, I feel like Max Homa, who has been playing great and hitting the ball beautifully, is just a little bit too far back. So he I, is I, 100 I, to 1 right now. Uh, he's 100 to 1. And I mean, he is a, he, he's 10 back. So, yeah, but let's say like I okay, I don't have to think far back to remember a five shot lead with uh two rounds under our belts evaporating almost instantaneously. My apologies yeah, to weak friend Seamus Power, right? Like, but um I I would be very shocked and impressed if 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 young or Neiman just get to twenty two under and win win this by eight. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's gonna happen, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, what happened? He shoots, Neiman shoots 69 tomorrow, like you said. He's at 18 under. Now, I mean, what, what do you, if you get another round like of the of week those, kind of right. thing? Okay, so if he gets the 18 under, and, uh, okay, I mean, really, it's probably only Thomas, because Thomas could shoot, and he still has, you know, a hole and a half to go. If he shoots a five or six under round, now he's within two or three, which is, right. you see that happen very, all the very time doable. on the PGA Tour on Sunday. Right. So, I mean, you're thinking 20 under is a number? You think 20 under is the number to chase down? Yeah. Yeah. So can Max Holma shoot 14 under? And that's why he's 100 to 1. Can he shoot 14 under over the weekend? See, I I don't – I I think this is like one of the rare occasions where – like, yeah, like 100 to one. Like, I'd be piling up, I think, on Homa at 100. You could even go look at, like, Victor's 28, Cam Smith at 33. Because if 
So, so Caesar's saying half the time Neiman wins, half the time he doesn't. And if he yeah. doesn't and he comes back to – like if he shoots two over tomorrow and this is now 14 heading into Sunday, all the big boys are, are in it. Yeah, I mean even, even at 18, right, you, you could see a guy at seven under or six under shoot a six under round and all of a sudden they're at 12, uh, 12 or 13 and they're three or four back and, and they're in the mix. So I, I wouldn't be really willing to go below the guys that are at six under. So I, I think I think Coleman and Smith, who you mentioned, are really really good options. And then and then beyond that, you're going to have to pay for uh, a guy like Justin Thomas yeah. or Jordan Spieth or Colin Morikawa. And I, those three guys would be next on my list. I do find Adam Scott interesting as well because I liked him. I liked him coming into the week. He loves the golf course. He's putting really well. He seems to be hitting the ball well. I mean, he's fifth uh, or 11th for the week so far uh, approaching the green and fifth in strokes game putting. So I, I think Adam Scott could be a play too. But I, I think Max Holmes the best number. Um, yeah, it's very your- unlikely he wins it, but I agree. Because because if you say, okay, half the time Neiman doesn't win this uh, and you give me somebody at 100 to 1 who if Neiman doesn't win – the reason he wouldn't win is because it's coming back to the field. And now Homa's it part of that field, right? Like that's, the, yeah. that's the, that's the bet. It's obviously a long shot, but that's, that's the bet. It, it seems, it, it doesn't seem like we're going to see a Cam Young, Joaquin, Neiman duel coming down the stretch. Like Phil, I mean, like Phil and Stenson at Troon. They're not just going to like, blow I don't this thing away. I mean, maybe they are. I, I don't foresee, we don't see that very often. In this right. kind of situation. Correct. Um, even if it were Thomas and Spieth, if, if you flipped them, I mean, you you so rarely see it. That's why you remember Stenson and, and Phil from, what was that, 2016? Yeah, it sounds right. Um, so that's a long time ago. And it, it doesn't happen very often. So you got to figure at least one of them is going to come back. One of them might run away and hide. And that happens from time to time. But I, I think it's a fair point. So... I I'm I'm with you here. I think um, if you're not going to go with a big name, which you could, you could go Thomas Spieth or Morikawa. I, I obviously wouldn't have a problem with that, uh, and neither would Caesars. <laughs> but if, if you go away from that, I think the two guys would be Adam Scott and Max Homa. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And and then if you and if you go get one of those tickets, you're just hoping for chaos. Yeah, right. I mean. Which time those guys get out, they're going to be in the final group on Saturday. So by the time they get out and it's real crusty and they've had all day to sweat, I mean, we see this every single week. I would love it. Listen, as a pre-tournament backer of Neiman, I hope he runs away and hides. I hope he shoots another 63 on Saturday. But generally, history on the PGA Tour says it's a lot harder to win than that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it, it takes a real, a real special occasion. And it feels like he's had two near flawless rounds he's had his special rounds and uh i i just i mean it's not going to take a lot for him to win he he'll have to play well but like you said he'll be really hard to catch with two 200 par rounds the key is he can't think that way he's got to go right he's got to stay really aggressive yeah Um, 69 69 probably gets it done but nobody tell neiman that (laughs) No, no, not if not if you want him to win, because then now all of a sudden you play defensive. You're waiting for one. You're waiting for for 10 and 11 and some of these par fives instead of playing the course the way it needs to be played. And so far, he's done that. Um, we'll see. He's a scary guy. 
Joaquin's yeah. a scary guy. I, I, I like his, his game so much. And you just, for me, I don't know when he's going to put it together and, and play well, but when he does, I don't, I don't look at him as a, a folder. Yeah. Um, like, Cam like Young's right folded. Um, so he wouldn't be as scary if it weren't for Neiman, but Neiman scares me. Well, I think we're going to know a lot more in 24 hours uh, when we have 18 holes left in this thing. And we'll see what Neiman and Young and everybody else does on Saturday. And we'll be back after uh, that round and Sunday's final round to break it all down. But for now, big thanks to Greg Ducharme. He's on Twitter at TheRealGFD. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.